Welcome to Rebirth of Venus, the podcast where I talk dirty about spiritual evolution, the self-love revolution, and how to embody the archetype of Venus, original bad bitch, every damn day. My name is Caitlin Matanley, and I want to thank you so deeply for being here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to the first day of the weekend. It's funny. I actually, I work part-time as an English teacher, and I had a student ask me in English, or I guess like in the United States, really, not in English, what day of the week the weekend started on. And like what day of what days of the week the weekend included? <laughs> and I said, I, at first I was like, that's a funny question. I said, well, Saturday and Sunday, but you know, kind of after you finish work on Friday, <laughs> assuming you work Monday through Friday, which not everybody is lucky enough to do. Um, but it was just an interesting question. So <laughs> don't know. I guess that just made me think of it right there. But um, welcome to the show today. I have a lot of fun things to talk about. Um, today has been a really exciting day because this morning at the bright hour of 4 a.m., because my lucky number is four at the moment, and I automate the emails and it didn't let me have it sent out at 4.44, which is my real lucky number. So I settled for four o'clock, but at four o'clock this morning, the first lesson for the Army of Venus boot camp, the first ever iteration of the program went out to the amazing group of folks I have who are going to be working for the next two weeks on transform transforming together uh, through working on their mindset and using those, those changes in their mindset to better encompass the all of the values, all of the qualities of the archetype of Venus, everything I talk about on the show. And so I really talk about in the boot camp how it's impossible to fight for the causes of love, abundance, beauty, art, all of the amazing things that Venus um, brings into this world. If you if your mindset is stuck in negativity, stuck in disempowering thoughts, and those things that really keep you from shining your biggest, boldest way. So anyway, really, really exciting. Already getting a lot of excitement from them. And the good news is if you're listening to this on Friday, March 1st, you can actually still join us. So you have until midnight tonight to join. And um, if you join later in the day today, you will receive your first lesson, um, you know, in about, I think in one or two hours after you enroll. So you will definitely be able to catch up and start with us today on Friday, the day of Venus, the day we start everything. The reason that my Fridays are my busiest day on my calendar every week. <laughs> Luckily I love everything I do, so it feels good, <laughs> but, um, you can join us. So if you are listening after the first, don't stress, um, just head to my website, Rebirth of Venus. You can click on the link in the show notes here and hop on my email list. Um, you'll get my free ritual guide, which actually touches super briefly and in a more ritualistic way on a couple of the things we talk about in the boot camp. Um, so it's sort of like a really nice, super, 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 super introduction to this work. Um, you can get a free ritual guide through my website, and that will also put you on my email list so that you can be aware of when the next round of Army of Venus Bootcamp runs. 
So, yeah. What are you waiting for? I mean, like, listen to the rest of the show, <laughs> of course. But as soon as you finish, head over to your computer, go to rebirthofvenus.com, or click the direct link in the show notes, and join us today for the boot camp because it's super, super fun and transformative, and we're having a great time already. So today I wanted to sort of jump off of the ideas that we're playing with there and um, bring something I could just share with all of you for free, you know, whether or not you're part of the boot camp, um, some ways that you can benefit from this work. So I wanted to talk today about how working on your mindset brings more love, abundance, and beauty into your life, aka pleasure. So I'm always talking about the sacred pleasure of your highest potential, which is a huge piece of my work with Venus, the archetype of Venus. If you're new to the show, when I talk about Venus on the show, um, you know, it's really up to you what direction you want to take it. I am a pagan, and so I do, I, I don't believe in personified divinity per se, but I do certainly believe in the spiritual aspects of these archetypes of the collective unconscious. And um, if that jives with you, cool. If not, fine, totally fine. You can view this as just an archetypal energy that is all about pleasure without guilt, um, taking real, getting a real clear sense of what your desires are and how you can go after them, looking at the ways you can upgrade your life in really, really genuine ways. This isn't like Instagram guilt. Um, this is how can you look at what your values are, what your desires are, and elevate your life to meet them. And in doing that, you can achieve more from a place that isn't striving and pain and stress and anxiety, but from a place of pleasure, a place of allowing, a place of receiving. So totally different vibe. Um, and, and so that's, that's what this podcast is about. Um, as always, there's so much barking outside, so many dogs. I don't even know. So, you know, just think of them as my little menagerie. They're not my dogs. <laughs> They're neighborhood dogs. I hear the cats playing in the other room. Just just picture me on my Venusian throne here, aka my bed, um, listening and being surrounded by all these magical creatures. If you hear any noise, that's what's up. That's how it is. That's how we roll here. So I'm going to dive in. Today, I want to talk about how working on your mindset brings more love, abundance, and beauty into your life. Okay, so this list is presented in no particular order. I've got 11, another great number, 11 ways that you can attract more of all that good stuff into your life by working on your mindset. Now, before I dive in, I know I said I'm going to dive in, but when I talk about working on your mindset, what I mean is this. What I mean is that we come with, well, we come into adulthood because I'm assuming pretty much everyone listening is an adult. Um, it is marked as explicit. So, you know, because <laughs> I don't like censoring myself and sometimes I cuss. So I, if you, we all come into adulthood programmed with a set of beliefs. Now, the set, that set of beliefs comes from your upbringing. It comes from your cultural values. It comes from the things you were told about other groups, about other people, 
when you were growing up, um, maybe by your, your family, maybe by your friends even, maybe looking at the people who are accepted versus not accepted by, you know, the cool kids at school or by your family or, or any of that. Um, we come with a set of programming and that set of programming, it doesn't always work in our favor. It's not always empowering. Um, in fact, even under the best case circumstances, I mean, there are many things in my life, in my programming that I look at and gosh, those dogs are going today. I'm not stopping cause I'm on a roll. So let's just, I'm saying ignore it. Hopefully you can too. Um, the set of programming, you know, I look at my own set of programming and some things I can really, that are, you know, some beliefs that don't serve me, I can really easily identify as like from, you know, the way I was raised. Now this is, I mean, I was raised, my parents are lovely, but like, you know, your parents pass on their, you know, beliefs, ideas, prejudices about the world, how it works, other people, you know, et cetera. Like that's just what we all do. I mean, without even realizing it, that's what you'll do with your children if you have them. You know, it's just really, really, really hard not to. Because a lot of us, most of us, don't even realize this is programming. We just kind of accept it as the way things are. You know, and I know you know beliefs that are really common that everyone just accepts as truth. Like, and a lot of them are like stupid expressions. Like, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Like, lies. There definitely is such a thing as a free lunch. I've had many. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically. Um, or, you know... Like, money doesn't grow on trees is a stupid one, but, like, everyone hears it. Also not true because it's paper, grows on trees, and also, like, money is abundant. It's our perception of it that isn't. Um, or, you know, you have to, you just have to, like, get a real job or, like, work hard or, or, like, all of these ideas that are everywhere. And here's the thing. Many or most of us don't ever stop and think about the fact that this is programming. It's optional, an optional way of thinking. Because we don't have examples of people who live differently. That's the only reason, you know, and you need people who show up into your life as expanders to show you that another reality is possible. And often those people are very triggering at first because you're like, who's this person to think that they like don't need a real job or, or whatever it is, you know, and then later you recognize that like they're showing you a different way. Okay, so for me, I look back at like my set of programming, my set of programmed beliefs and sure, some come, some come from my parents, but some just come from the world. In fact, a lot of them come from the world. And I think in particular about sets of beliefs I have about what it means to be a woman. Um, and that's like a really interesting topic. I could like go into a depth and I'm not going to, but I was definitely not raised in an environment. I was, ra I rather, I was raised in an environment by an independent woman and my father, even though my father was the primary breadwinner, just like there was never any um, like weirdness around that, at least not that they showed us, you know, like it, I never, there was no weird power dynamic. My dad also helped out with family stuff. Like I definitely consider both my parents to be feminists you know, we don't agree on everything, but like, I would definitely say, and, and I think they would probably admittedly be feminists. Um, and yet just like by being a woman in the world, <laughs> I, 
I collected certain beliefs, even ones that I like blatantly disagree with, I still find coming up sometime. Like I was talking with a friend the other day about like not having the cleaning gene, so to speak, and like being selectively domestic and like having weird guilt around that, like despite the fact that, I mean, I, I get no guilt around that from my partner or from any of my partners in the past or like anyone, it's totally internalized. And wow, like, even a feminist, like I'm definitely a feminist, <laughs> raised by feminists and like in relationships with men who, you know, view women equally and don't have perceptions around like a woman's place in the home, so to speak. I still have weirdness around like not being able to keep shit clean. So anyway, just an example. So working on your mindset means clearing these beliefs and changing and reframing them so that they're more empowering and they better reflect the world you want to create in your life. And in the Army of Venus Bootcamp, I give you, I teach you a bunch of different techniques to do this. You know, when you, if you hear, if you're frustrated sometimes hearing people just say like, you just have to clear the belief and you have no idea how to freaking do that. I show you how. <laughs> Drawing from like self-development techniques, neuro-linguistic programming, um, other language, changing of language and thought patterns, um, spiritual work, meditation, different things. So today we're not really talking about the how, we're talking about the why. So I'm going to dive in for real now. Number one, um, working on your mindset teaches and reminds you that anything is possible. This is a big piece of the boot camp, but this is a big piece of all of my work in my life. Like the body of work that is my life is reminding myself that anything is possible and teaching others and showing others that it is by being an example of that. Because God, like I'm just like everyone else, you know, I have plenty of experiences where like I forget that everything, anything is possible. And because here's the thing, if you have like a really, really rigid set of ideas about what your life can look like, what you deserve, what you're allowed to have, you know, you're really cutting yourself off to a huge abundance of possibility. And I'm extremely blessed to be surrounded by people who, I mean, I've intentionally surrounded my pe- myself by these people, people who um, have done like really freaking wild and crazy things with their lives, you know, but I didn't always know people like that, you know, back back when, whenever that was, like when I actively started on this journey as an adult, I think it was about eight years ago, you know, I'd done personal development work and spiritual work before that, but this was like kind of what I consider the beginning for real, like as a grown up. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, pretty much like right after my, I had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening at Burning Man, like who hasn't? No, I mean, in complete seriousness, that is what happened. (laughs) And that was like a big moment of spiritual evolution after that. And one thing I noticed was that I was being drawn to like online presences who were doing crazy things with their lives and were very inspiring to me because I wanted to do something different too. And I wanted to start a business and all these things that I eventually did. I wanted to travel, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't know a lot of those people in my regular life. Like I knew a lot of amazing people, but like we were all kind of at the same place in our lives. And so I started deliberately 
expanding my circle virtually. Funny thing is, some of those people actually became real friends. <laughs> Mostly because, like, if I want to be friends with someone in real life, I'm like, find ways to sort of like snake into their lives slowly. Very creepy, but uh, it works. <laughs> no, but um, I. I did that so that I could continuously be reminded that anything was possible for me and and I could be exposed to people doing things that seemed impossible to me. So yeah, like it's a process, but working on your mindset over time will teach you and remind you once you've learned that anything is possible. Number two, um, working on your mindset eliminates negative stories from your past that keep you from living in the present. And this is different from therapy because like therapy can be great. And I mean, I've done like so much therapy over the years, but many therapists work, many therapists take this approach where it's like, you just talk about your problems for the rest of your fucking life. And I don't know about you, but any of you who have been like through the therapy ringer get, we all get to a point where it's like, okay, I freaking know all of my problems, like the back of my hand. What is, what are we going to do now? (laughs) And that's like the people who are more like invested in their growth who view it that way. A lot of people kind of get stuck in it because they're just kind of following like the rules of therapy. And so they... You know, like if your therapist like wants you to talk about your childhood again, you're just going to do it. Like they're in the position of power and authority. So you listen. So a lot of people don't even get to that point where they're like, I'm done. (laughs) But they instinctually know it's like not helping. And so um, you can clear stories from your past yourself. Um, For me, the basic process I follow and I have a lot of like other techniques I bring in. But the basic process I follow is identifying like either the belief or identifying like an emotional event for my past that brings an emotional charge. And and I, I like to like really narrow down the emotional charge to a word or two about like the feeling so that I can in the future identify when I'm feeling that feeling, it means I'm being triggered. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's uncertainty. I don't know. And then trying to trace it back to the event and which often isn't even something traumatic but it can be something just like silly even but it is interpreted by the brain as a trauma of course it can also be serious and I want to stress that you know if you're really struggling with this work and you really have like some deep 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 traumas to clear that you do work with a professional um I'm not a doctor I'm not a therapist I'm not a counselor I'm just a girl with ideas. Um, once I identify that, I can like go through a forgiveness process as need as needed with that event. A lot of times it's with myself. It's like how I reacted to something. I'll be honest. And um, and clear the implications of that for your present. Like I said, I get this into this way more in the boot camp, but if it's something that interests you, please join us. Um, because There's a lot you can do to release the hooks that the past has on you. And the less energy you're giving to the past, even just little things, like when you think of certain things or people or events, like getting pissed off, that actually takes your energy away from creating a beautiful life in the present. It does. And 
Like, let's get rid of that shit. Let's move on. Like, this isn't like forgive and forget. This is like move the fuck on so we can shine brightly and like the assholes can just fucking, you know, do whatever assholes do. I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah. Number three. Um, Working on your mindset quiets the voice that says you aren't good enough. Because guess what? You are fucking good enough. And I mean, not feeling self-worth is such a root to so many freaking things. In fact, I'm in the middle of a money course um, with a woman named Amanda Francis. It's called The Money Mentality Makeover. It's fucking awesome. It doesn't open back up again until next year. So you hear about it, you see it highly recommended but you know we talk a lot about like money memories that need to be cleared and I've done money memory clearing like a lot before so I actually don't have that many memories that have a charge for me like most of them I remember and I'm like that's silly you know but something started coming up which was like feelings of not being good enough for abundance for you know being for like managing my money well for opportunities, blah, blah, blah. And I realized this is hilarious, a little embarrassing, but I'm going to just put it out there because I want to be open with you all. I realized this comes, this went back to like being rejected by crushes in middle school and like being rejected by the popular girls in elementary school. And like, like on one hand, I, I, from, I very early on developed this, like, I don't want to be like them anyway thing, which is, which is actually was good. But I was kind of lying. And then later on, I tried to, like, join other groups that were, like, you know, countercultural and never really quite felt like I belonged to them either. And, like, now I'm an adult and, like, I don't give a shit. But, like, even several years ago, like, I think about how I was, like, such a workaholic and I realized that, like, as an entrepreneur, I really tied, like many of us do, I really tied my self-worth in how successful I appeared because it was, like, I had something to prove, like, I'm doing an alternative thing and like killing it, blah, blah, blah. Like it all comes down to like that, that little like 12 year old me who's just like not good enough. Like so silly, but like those were like, I had to go back and forgive all those motherfuckers, all those boys who didn't know I existed (laughs) because like I was not talking to boys. (laughs) I was writing about them in my diary (laughs) and talking about them with my best friend. That's it. (laughs) So like... They weren't doing anything wrong. They didn't even know I existed. But like mentally forgiving that. And so, you know, that was like a new piece that popped up for me. But it, it still goes the same idea of like quieting the voice that says you aren't good enough. And doing work in your mindset does that. I mean, even now, little things pop into my head over the course of, you know, a week. Just like little things of like, oh, you didn't do this. Oh, you should have done this. Like those voices are saying you're not good enough. And they're fucking lying. And honestly, sometimes I literally will just like out loud be like, nope, not today, bitches. <laughs> and or, or do that in my head if I'm in public. <laughs> but well, I live in Mexico. I'm like, you know, people if I'm like, not today, bitches, like maybe people won't understand me who don't speak English. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, like <laughs> sometimes I make that mistake, though. I'm like, you know. Obviously, tons of people here speak English, but, you know, sometimes I'm like, I, I forget that the person who just walked by me, like, actually understood me. 
Anyway, moving on. So (laughs) I literally will just like circumvent it in my mind. And it kind of turns into like a fun game of ping pong. And I'm totally here for it. So work in your mindset. It quiets the voice that says you're not good enough over time, which just helps you call things in, everything you desire. Because here's the thing. If you're not good enough, if you think you're not good enough, because you are good enough, if you think you're not good enough, you're never going to to attract what you want. Because if you believe that in the universe or God or whatever you believe in, like sending blessings your way, and you believe in a free will, well, if you don't think you're, you are deserving of something, you're not going to get it. Because that would override your free will. Like, no, it's not going to happen. So let's shut that down today. Number four. Working on your mindset removes feelings of inadequacy or not enoughness. Now, this is similar to what I just talked about. But previously, I was really thinking about that voice in your head that tells you you're not enough. You're not doing enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not, like, fashionable enough. You're not hip enough. Whatever the fuck you're not enough, you are. (laughs) Because it's all an illusion. It's all lies. So if then, by proxy over time, you no longer experiencing, experience these feelings of inadequacy or not enoughness, then you're able to actually like step into the light of what you desire and take it. Go after your goals. Go after your dreams. Make them reality. If you think you're inadequate, you're not going to do that. Because here's the thing, like going after what you want means you're going to experience rejection. And if, if, if I haven't cleared the little 12 year old me who's feeling rejected by boys who are like cooler than me, according to, you know, whatever, according to like the social structure of, of elementary middle school, you know, I'm not going to step into what I want, like go after what I want because I don't want to be rejected again. And I won't make that connection probably but luckily, like, I have the wherewithal, and I'm, and I'm not super afraid of rejection as an adult, just because it's like, y'all, we're not in middle school anymore, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. And that leads into number five. Working on your mindset reminds you you're good enough as you are. So, like, if the past two were the, like, removal of the feelings, quieting the voice of inadequacy, removal of the feelings of inadequacy, reminding yourself you're good enough as you are is more active, It's saying, okay, like no one's telling me I'm not good enough, but I'm actually actively thinking and knowing I am good enough. Again, if you don't think you're good enough, you're not going to accept what's rightfully yours. You know, you're going to just say no to opportunities because you're like, I mean, we all get imposter syndrome, you know, which is like you get an opportunity. You think, you know, who, who am I to do this? I'm not qualified, blah, blah, blah. And you feel like you're going to get found out. So common. But that's you can feel that and still do it. And so go for it. And if you know you're good enough as you are, you know that's an illusion. The, you know that, you know, the imposter syndrome is an illusion. And you just go for it. No matter how scary it is. People think being fearless is about not having fear. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> we all have fear. You know, fearlessness means you do it anyway. I mean, God, like every, I scare the shit out of myself like at least once a week. 
But actually, I mean, I think it means like I'm leading a worthwhile life, at least worthwhile to me, how I define it. So I'm scared all the fucking time. And I've had so many people over the years say, Kaylin, you're so fearless. I wish I could be as fearless as you. Yeah, I'm not fearless. I just don't give a fuck. (laughs) And I'm talking fast here, but I'm like just so passionate about this. I just don't give a fuck. Like, I get scared, but I'm like, it's got to be done. I got to do it. There are exceptions. Like, I'm never jumping off a bridge or a cliff into water. Like, sorry. I literally will just walk down the cliff. It's not happening. Anyway, so moving on. Uh, <laughs> number six, working on your mindset, it shows you how much you have to be grateful for. And I talk about gratitude a lot. There's a big piece of gratitude in the Army Venus Boot Camp. Here's the thing, guys gals, y'alls, like gratitude matters. (laughs) And I know it's like such a catchphrase now and it can feel so trite, like the whole gratitude list thing. And I mean, here's the thing, like making a gratitude list is awesome. And in fact, a friend of mine and I, we send voice notes back to each other almost every morning about things we're grateful for because it really like gets you going for the day. But here's the thing, you have to feel it. Because you know, if you can't feel grateful for something, it's n- you're never going to have enough for it. Enough enough of it. So, like, if I'm not grateful for, okay, the money I have, no matter how much it might not be the amount I wish I had, that means I'm never going to have enough money. Who do you want to be? The person with a ton of money who always lives in fear that it's never going to be enough and they either, like, squander it or they hoard it, but they still live in fear because just because you have money does not make you a rich person. Because like being rich is about mindset also. And I mean, yeah, I've known, and actually I've known a lot of people over the years who came into money and had like, maybe they had, I don't know if people, do people still call it trust funds? I don't know. Like I had like, I knew like one or two people who like had money set aside by their parents since they were young. I think it's a trust fund. But it's not like the Gossip Girl style. It's like regular rich parents style. I don't know. I don't know how it works. If you have a trust fund, tell me. Tell me how it works. Anyway, so they like feel weird guilt around it. And I remember even then being like, okay, like use the resources you have for good and like to lead a good life. Like don't be ashamed of them. Yeah, not everybody has that. But like that doesn't mean you have to, you know, I had one friend who did have a trust fund and she would like always buy clothes from her cousins who had less money and it was like that defeats the purpose because I mean, it's one thing to like help someone out who needs it but they were like she was just taking them shopping and like they didn't need to go shopping and then she you know could have used that money for something later on I mean it's not like she spent it all but the point is that you need to be grateful for what you have for how much you have or how little you have because you have something and I'm, I'm telling you, gratitude has gotten me out of so many holes, um, the darkest, darkest, darkest nights of the soul. And I start small for the smallest things I'm grateful for. Because here's the thing, like, I've gotten to the point in my gratitude practice where I get pissed, honestly, when people are just like blatantly ignoring what they have. When people just like go straight to the like, I have nothing. It's like, yeah, you fucking do. Like, don't even. Um, Or, you know, oh, I don't have this thing I really want. It's like, yeah, that's a huge privilege or luxury. Like, 
you don't need if you really want something you don't have it find a way to get it find a way to go after it make a plan make make goals but like I get sometimes we're just ranting you know and I understand I'm not trying to sound like a total total asshole but we don't focus on what we have and if you don't focus on what you have you're never gonna have enough And on top of that, focusing on what you have attracts more of that good shit because it feels good to focus on what you have, which attracts more of the good shit. And you know what? I just, it takes nothing like something being taken away from you for you to realize how much you had to be grateful for. So we talk about gratitude a lot. We go deep and heavy with it in Army Venus Boot Camp, but it's important. So working on your mindset, yeah, shows you what you have to be grateful for. So you can get out of that victim mindset and recognize you have so much. You're so privileged. I mean, if you're listening to this and you make more than $5 U.S., a lot of my listeners are in the U.S., so that's why I'm saying U.S., um, you make – you know, actually, I have the statistic right here. I actually have – I talk about this in the boot camp. Hold up. Okay, if you make more than $250 U.S. a day, you're richer than half of the world. If you make more than $10 US a day, you are richer than 80% of the world. Yes, in other countries that make lower wages, the cost of living is lower. But like, don't let that, you know, justify your sense of like, I don't have anything. I live in Mexico. So the federal minimum wage in Mexico has recently increased to 100 pesos a day, which is about $5 US. Yes. Mexico's cheaper than in the U.S. overall for cost of living. But, like, that's not a living wage, okay? Trust me, that is not a living wage for anyone. And people are raising families on that money. Like, yes, I'm in no way saying that, like, you should just be grateful for what you do have and not complain about what you don't. Like, it's fine to want to upgrade things in your life. It's fine to want to fix problems. I'm not trying to shame you for what you have or saying you should be guilty that you have more than others. None of that nonsense. Just reminding you that you have a lot. Do you have a roof? A lot of people don't have that shit. (laughs) Do you have your health? Do you have love? Like friends, a support network, opportunity. Like a lot of people don't have those things. And like those matter. I'm not saying you should think your life is perfect because you have those things. Not saying you should want to, shouldn't want to change it, but just get get that outer perspective once in a while. Really, it helps. Anyway, I'm not going to keep going off on that because we talk about it in the boot camp. So, um, number seven, work on your mindset keeps you from thinking you can just buy something to feel better, because in reality you have everything you need inside of you. You know, okay, sure, spending money on things is, can be super fun. Again, this isn't like don't spend money like on anything and like be a minimalist who lives in the woods. But when you're spending money from thinking it's going to make you feel better or feel something in particular, you are setting yourself up for trouble. I I speak this from experience. I've gotten into like severe credit card debt and out of it twice. And it took so long to rewire that. Because I, I had been really raised to do that, to spend, you know, yeah, to spend for the wrong reasons. Like, 
my story's not special. We're all raised like that under capitalism. <laughs> like, unless you happen to, like, have a family that's really questioned the system. Like, this is not pointing the finger at anybody for me. Um, and, you know, really, 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 really developed a spending problem as a result of being super unhappy <laughs> and not realizing it. And just, you know, being so and just interpreting the messages around me that should have been aspirational of people who had lovely things because they had you know like they had gone after them actively instead of just putting them on a credit card you know and they had actually chosen things that made them that that really made them feel the way they or that expressed the way they already felt inside instead of trying to act like they felt a certain way so, like, if you already feel successful inside, there's nothing wrong with buying yourself, like, a luxury item, like a bag. I don't know. I'm thinking, like, a luxury bag. Very popular thing to purchase. You know, if you're already feeling like you're successful and awesome and you want something to commemorate that, that will be a reminder for you. Like, beautiful. Go buy whatever you want. But if you're just like, I'm going to feel successful if I have this thing, if I buy this thing that I can't afford, no. No. So when you work on your mindset, you can clarify your intentions with things and you can realize that like, okay, money can buy a lot of things, but can't buy happiness. And that's something that my mentor Amanda said, like, you can buy a lot of things, but happiness is a choice you make every day. So you can buy a lot of fucking great things though. I'm not knocking money, believe me. <laughs> so, um... You know, you have everything you need inside of you. And so it's really about asking yourself what you really need. Do you, okay, you're tired. Do you need like an $8 coffee, which believe it or not, for those of my listeners who don't live in the U.S., that might sound shocking for my listeners listening in Mexico, $8 is like 160 pesos, 170 pesos. Yeah, that's what a coffee can easily cost in the U.S. And depending on your your choice, and do you need that or do you need a nap? A nap is free, my friends. And hell, if you decide you need the $8 coffee, I'm not judging you. <laughs> it's just like being intentional. You can't be intentional unless you have done some work on your mindset. Okay, so number eight. This kind of goes back to gratitude, but working on your mindset helps you appreciate the gift of life. And... You know, this goes back to this most the simplest gratitudes. Because I mean, life is a gift. I mean, we you have opportunities. If you're awake, you have opportunities and, you know, you can do things with those opportunities or not. But you know what? Some days I don't. <laughs> Some days I don't want to do shit with the opportunities in front of me, and that's fine. And other days I do, but you know what? I'm grateful they're there because we've all gone through periods where we felt like there's just no way out and like there are not there are no opportunities in front of us, but it's an illusion. There's always something. You know, in the course of in a course in miracles, they say they <laughs> it is said, <laughs> um, you know, the prayer, I'm willing to see things differently. And Sometimes I just say that to myself when I feel stuck because I know it's an illusion. I know life is a gift. I know opportunities are everywhere. So I sometimes I just have to see them. So I have to ask to see it differently. I get stuck too. I do. 
Um, number nine, working on your mindset helps you realize the privileges you've been afforded. I touched on this earlier. It's really hard sometimes to see the privileges we've been afforded if we're surrounded by people who seem to have more than us. And you know, that's an illusion too. And so it's important to be open and have people in your life you can really have unfiltered conversations with. I love having bold, unfiltered conversations about money, especially with my female friends, because I like we're all craving it. We all want to know, like, we all don't think we're good enough. We all think that, like, this friend has it together more. And in all of these conversations, I always realize or learn, like, I'm killing it in some ways. They're killing it in other ways. They look up to me in some ways. In other ways, I'm like, you've got it totally under control, you know? And it's like, it's an illusion that any of us are better off than anyone else. And it's important to recognize that you're, you know, in quotes, more privileged than some people and less privileged than others, or you have more than some, you have less than others. Once you realize that, and that's like true across the board, even, even it isn't just about money and resources. You know, the richest person in the world might be poor in something else that you're rich in, you know, and those things matter. Like, <laughs> believe me, you know? And so the sooner we can just drop the comparison, the better. And just be grateful for what we have. Again, you know, make the changes you want to make in your life, please. Like, this isn't about settling for less than you desire. But it's having a long perspective on it. Which is that, you know, like, you have a lot to be grateful for and to celebrate. Okay, number 10. Work on your mindset encourages you to take risks. And I mean, I touched on this a little earlier because all of these go together. If you don't feel like you are worthy, you don't take risks. Guess what? Fortune favors the brave. I mean, you know, I hate the whole tenet that like, you know, I've gotten to where I am by hard work. It's like, okay, yeah, it's true, but I want to redefine what we, what we call work. And I want to encourage others to take additional approaches because I've in my experience what's way more important than hard work which often equates to busy work which often equates to like staying up all night doing shit you actually didn't have to do or you should have delegated to begin with like I don't know for me it's red flags when someone's like touting the benefits of hard work because actually in my experience what matters so much more is being willing to take risks I don't believe that there's like one, you know, there are these life, once in a lifetime opportunities. I don't believe in that. But I do believe that opportunities are presenting themselves all the time and they come and go. And so we have to take, jump on them right away or, or let it pass. Like I said earlier, sometimes I let it pass. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this one, <laughs> you know? And I just, I, I forgive myself and I move on as best I can. But I do take risks, you know, overall. And, and like, my best opportunities or my best creations have happened because of that. Because of that what if, you know? And working on your mindset allows you to, to jump on those things and to say what if. Number one was, you know, that this, these practices teach and remind you that anything is possible. If you don't think anything is possible, why would you take risks? Why would you risk being uncomfortable if you don't think it could go well for you you know these are all related 
And finally, number 11, work in your mindset picks you back up when things don't go according to plan. You know, I believe it's this or something better. I believe if you set a desire, you know, if you really get in vibration with your desire and you really are like feeling as if you've already received it. And this is a mindset thing. This isn't about like go buy an expensive car so you can prove you're successful and like feel successful. You know, like I talked about earlier. It's not about that. It's about like, okay, if I, you know, think about it this way with like a job, you're applying for a job or two, two areas where people deal with this on the most frequent basis, applying for a job or trying to date somebody, <laughs> you know, like we get stuck by thinking it's this job or this date, this person. And if that doesn't work, we're fucked. But here's the thing. Let's use the job example. If you have set, okay, say you want this promotion at work and you are like embodying the person who's received that promotion. And, and this really works because you're thinking like, if I was in that position, how would I behaving? So you start behaving differently at work. You start acting differently. You get noticed. All these things are great. You think it's in the bag and then you don't get the job. Well, then what? Here's the thing. And this just like hit me like a ton of bricks the other night. Literally, I was stepping into the elevator in my building and I stopped and recorded a voice note to remind myself of this idea that like I've never heard said in this way. So I hope it helps you. I realize that if you're truly in vibration with your desire, what you're actually in vibration with isn't the job, that job. It's the job that allows you to achieve your highest purpose in that at that moment, that chapter of your life. So what you're in alignment with is your highest purpose. You're in alignment with what's actually best for you. And so here's the thing. You're not going to get that job if it's not the best thing for you. Or maybe there is a better job. Like your ego, your mind doesn't actually know if that job's the right job. You think you know. I just know it's mine. And maybe you do. There are times when, when you know, that happens. I've experienced that. But more often what happens is, you know, I'm excited about that freaking job. I want it. <laughs> I want it. And so... Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've actually done the work and gotten in the, in, to become a vibrational match for, you know, success, you might not get the job that actually isn't right for you, which is a good thing. So you have to have faith and trust it's this or something better. And this is easier said than done. I get it. <laughs> but the more work you do in your mindset and the more you can clear out just like the detritus of just general negativity and develop faith in yourself, develop confidence in yourself, develop clarity in your desires, really have an understanding of how you want to feel, not just the things you want, which are means to an end always, you know, then it can really help. This practice can really help pick you back up when things don't go according to plan, which guess what? Like they don't often, they often don't. It's you have to trust. It's this or something better. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I hope you enjoy these 11 ways that working on your mindset brings you more love, abundance, and beauty. Because here's the thing, you know, you bring more of the good stuff into your life when you know you're enough, when you know anything's possible, when you're living in the present rather than being stuck in the past, 
when you are grateful for what you have, when you recognize that you are the source of your need, of the fulfillment of your needs, the universe is the source of the fulfillment of your needs, not like the mall. Um, when you have appreciation for the life and opportunities you have, when you take risks, this brings more of everything you want into your life. And in my experience, we all want more love, abundance, beauty, pleasure. Like that's the shit we want. So if this was fun to listen to for you and you're, if you're curious and you want more support about how like specific techniques that you can use to clear the shit and step into your true desires, be a force of beauty and love in the world, join me. You have until midnight. So join me for the Army of Venus boot camp. I'd love to have you. Um, it's, it's just so, it's been such a fun project for me to put together. And I'm so, so, so grateful for it to be accessible to so many. It's $44. So if you're the kind of person who like doesn't feel like find, like searching to find out, you know, that's less than the cost of your bar tab tonight. And you're not going to have a hangover. You're going to be like transforming your life. <laughs> so hop on it. Um, and if you're tuning in after March 1st and the boot camp is closed, hop on my email list through the link in the show notes. Um, it's the link under get your free ritual guide and you'll get the free ritual guide, which will get you started on this work for free. And, um, you'll continue to, um, we'll continue to talk about this together and you can hop on the next round of the boot camp when it runs. So Thank you all so, so much for listening. As always, if you love this episode, it means so much to me if you logged onto iTunes and left a review. I, you know, hearing your comments and your compliments, quite frankly, keeps me going. It makes me understand like what, what you guys want to hear, what you're enjoying, what, you know, what, what your insights are. I learned so much from hearing about your insights. So I really appreciate that love. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Much love. And I'll talk to you again next Friday.